And at that moment, that's the moment that as a consultant, I realized, oh, you work for your CPA. Right. If they're the person that handles what the money does in the organization, you work for them. Welcome to the GrowAbility Podcast, your home for leadership, management, and marketing education, where we teach business and nonprofit leaders how to flourish in life and work. In today's episode, we talk about the sixth step of the GrowAbility model, creating useful budgets for your business. Here are your hosts, Joshua McLeod and Bernie Anderson. I feel like this is a really important session, but that there are a lot of people who are going to be like, Ah, uh, you're talking about budgets. That's boring. Yeah. And they're going to tune out. And I just want right. to say, don't tune out. <laughs> Make sure you listen because this is really, really critical to know. And it's not as scary as you might think it is. The reason why people don't like budgets is because A, they're not motivated to create budgets. Like, right. I want to go buy a Ferrari. My budget might say, <laughs> no, you can't go buy a Ferrari. So Stupid I'm not motivated budget. to have, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm not motivated to have a, a budget. A budget just says no all the time. It's like your kids going to the parents. Can I go to the store? No. Can I go play at Tommy's? No. Can I play video games? No. We, we look at the budget as the no machine, like right. no, 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 no. So there's no motivation. But then secondarily, it's that like the moment you start talking about budgets, you're starting to talk about language, profit and loss, cash flow statement, chart of accounts, depreciation. You start using all these words that are like, I don't really know what those are. So now it's hard. So I'm not motivated and it's hard. When I started looking at budgets for organizations, I was trying to create a way of looking at budgets, a way of looking at spending money in an organization that would be motivational and easy. A budget is simply looking at, in a thoughtful way, what is happening with the money that comes in and what is happening with the money that goes out. So I'm I'm actually, I'm working with a client and they have 12 product lines. One of the first things that I do when I work with a company is I try to figure out, okay, of these 12 product lines or these 12 product offerings that you bring, what percentage of them represents 80% of your income? Mm -hmm. So let's say I have 12 different types of shoes that I sell. The first question that I want to know is, okay, of these shoes, how many of them represent 80%? With a client that I'm currently working with, we realized, okay, 80% of your income comes from six out of 12 product lines. Right. So 80% of the dollars that come into your organization come from six product lines. That means 20% of the income is coming from the additional six. So I've got 80% of my income that's coming from sports shoes. 20% of my income is coming from fashion shoes. Well, now I know where to spend money in my organization. If I don't have a budget, I don't know which shoes actually are the ones that are making the most money. It's just like I have shoe income. Mm -hmm. So without a budget, I see shoe income. Okay, but how much of that is coming from sneaker sales? How much of that is coming from high heel sales? How much of that is coming from XYZ? So when I think about a budget, what I'm actually doing is, is I'm simply putting a name on what the money actually does or where the money actually goes. It is a reality check. The next thing that a budget does is it allows you to give a spending plan. So here I am, I'm at my shoe company. I realized that 80% of my income is sports shoes. 
The next question I ask myself is, okay, well, how much money do I spend facilitating sports shoes? And how much money do I spend facilitating fashion shoes? And so when I look at all the numbers, I look at the factory and I realize that I spend 50% of our resources with these six lines of sports shoes. And I spend 50% of my resources with these six lines of fashion shoes. As a business owner, I'm spending just as much on the thing that's bringing 80% of my income as I'm spending on the thing that's bringing 20% of my income. So the first thing that a budget does is it's a reality check. It helps you understand where does money come in? Where does money go out? The second thing is it's a spending plan. So now I can say, hey, you know what? We don't need to put so much money into fashion shoes. We need to put more money into sports shoes. I'm going to take 30% of the money that I've been putting into fashion shoes. I'm going to switch it over into sports shoes because that's where our money comes in from the organization. Where should I spend money? Where should I stop spending money? The reality check piece of it is really important because if you're running a business, you you need to know to the granular level, whether it's shoes or sandwiches or consulting services or whatever, you've got to know how much am I going to bring in? How much am I going to spend in order to provide this good or service? And, yeah. and if you don't know that, you're in real danger of not making it as a business you know, yeah. or not making it as an organization. Um, That's exactly I think of right. the sandwich situation because I was actually involved with a coffee sandwich shop that it was the same thing. It was like, so this sandwich, we're actually losing money every time yeah. we sell the sandwich, even though you yeah. get $5 for it or $8 for it or whatever it was. Like we're actually losing money every time we make this sandwich because it wasn't clear in the budget. So let's let's do this. How do you build a budget? Where do you begin? So the first thing that you think about when you're going to create a budget is to ask yourself, how much income am I going to be able to bring for the goods and services that I sell? How many shoes can I sell? Mm -hmm. And how much income is that going to bring? If I sell 100 pairs of shoes for $50, that's $5,000. If I'm making my budget, I'm going to say, okay, well, I'm going to sell 100 pairs of these sneakers And so that's going to be $5,000 and I'm going to sell 10 pairs of these fashion shoes and that's going to be $1,000. So my total income is going to be $6,000. When you create a budget, step one is projecting how much money is going to come in from selling my product or service. If you are a technician fixing a car or fixing somebody's plumbing or doing an install The question is, well, how many installs am I going to do? How many plumbing fixes am I going to do? How many cars am I going to repair this month? Calls and then the average is, you know, $50 a call. Well, then I'm going to make $5,000 of income. So that's the first step in creating budget. The second step in creating a budget is to figure out what are called indirect costs. Mm -hmm. Most people call these overhead costs. These are costs that are not directly associated with providing your goods or services. The reason why they're called overhead costs is they are the costs that keep your roof overhead. You know, your salary, staff salaries, office space, IT and communications, accounting, taxes and legals, utilities, equipment, professional fees, postage, meals, travel, R&D costs, uh, marketing costs. 
staff development costs. So all of these things, without even creating a single sneaker, these are just my overhead costs, things that I have right. to pay for. Right. The next thing that I look at are what are called direct costs. These are also called uh, costs of goods sold. Well, this is like shoelaces and leather and rubber and yeah. molds and, and everything that is directly involved in creating my product or service, that's a direct cost. Let's say that my overhead costs or my indirect costs are $5,000. And I already know that I have $6,000 of income because I'm selling 50 pairs of sneakers and 10 pairs of fashion shoes. Right. Well, the next thing I want to say is, okay, what are the direct costs involved in sneakers? Let's say that the direct cost in creating the sneakers is $400. And then let's say the direct cost of the fashion shoes is also $400. So now I've got $800 in direct costs, you know, $400 to produce $5,000 in the sneakers and $400 to produce $1,000 of income from fashion shoes. So my total direct costs are now going to be $800. These, these numbers make actually no yeah, sense. In, no, we got uh, that. Those are the three steps to create a budget. Okay. Number one, how much income am I going to make? Mm-hmm. Number two, what are my indirect costs? Keeping the lights on, having my overhead costs. And then what are my direct costs? What are the okay. costs be, with being directly involved in creating my product or service? When I look at my computer screen and I'm using QuickBooks Online or any other accounting software that I want to use, the thing that's important for the entrepreneur to understand is you're the one that decides exactly what that report looks like. The accountants and the CPA work for you. They are supposed to take what makes sense to you and then make sure that it's translated into a form that works really good for paying your taxes and, and making projections on the legal side of what you have to do for the government. Right. But the way that I set that up is I set up what's called a chart of accounts. So in my overhead costs, mm-hmm. I have things like office expenses, fuel, meals and right. entertainment, whatever right. I want to call them, that's yeah. what I call them. In my direct costs, I might have sneaker shoe leather and fancy shoe leather. Right. (laughs) You know, I might have sneaker shoe laces and fancy shoe laces. Mm -hmm. And so I can call those whatever I want to call them, but it needs to make sense to me so that I can understand, okay, hey, what did it cost to actually keep my lights on? And then secondarily, what did it cost to actually create our goods and services and pay the bills? You know what I, I love about what you're saying here, Joshua, and this is what I'm I'm hearing. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm hearing you say that as an entrepreneur, my budget is a tool that's working for me and for my business and not something that I am somehow subservient to. Is that is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah. Like so I've worked for a lot of businesses. I don't know how often, but it's it's way, way too often, like maybe 50% of the time. I start talking to the CEO of the company. I'm asking them like, hey, how is your chart of accounts set up? How do you feel about the accounting and everything? And they're always like, oh, Joe is great. (laughs) That's not my question. I'm like, wait, no, I ask you, how is your chart of accounts set up? Like what, you know, what, what do your numbers look like? And they always say, oh, 
Lucy handles that. Joe handles that. Bob handles that. The CPA handles that. And at that moment, that's the moment that as a consultant, I realized, oh, you work for your CPA. Right. If they're the person that handles what the money does in the organization, you work for them. Well, but yeah, but it's fine because I get a good salary at the end of the day. I'm like, no, that's not fine because if you don't understand what the money is doing at your organization, right. you don't understand your organization. Like if it's yeah. like a tree without a trunk. There are some minimal education points that an entrepreneur must have to run an organization. Yes. One of the minimal education points to run an organization is you have to understand income projections, indirect costs, and direct costs, or income projections overhead costs and cost of goods sold, depending on what language you want to use. It's the same exact thing. Some CPAs use different languages. Lots of different business owners use different languages. But you've got to understand, hey, this is what I think is going to come in. This is what it's going to cost to keep my lights on. This is what it's going to cost to create our products and services. Having the combination of those things is fundamentally necessary for growing and, and running your business. Well, that's it for today. We do want all of our listeners to remember that you're doing better than you think and you have more potential than you know. And we appreciate you growing with Growability. Thank you for listening to the Growability Podcast. The mission of Growability is to equip leaders to flourish in their life and work by developing vision, rhythm, and community. To discover more ways to flourish in your life and work, visit growability.com and speak with a certified Growability coach. Bernie and Joshua are also available for speaking engagements, workshops, and conferences. Subscribing to this podcast helps GrowAbility equip leaders throughout the world, and we appreciate your support. Please consider sponsoring an episode or sharing with a friend.